If you want to support this podcast and get a full ad-free episode, sign up to Headstuff Plus. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Neve Kavanagh. And I'm Geroad Farrelly. And you're listening to Agony Rants. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I know, it's another lovely, lovely day. Neve, we're in a different studio. We are. It's I think, I feel it's affecting the vibe. It is, in a good or bad way? I don't know. I, mean, I don't know, Neve. It's just weird. I like, I like our normal little home. I know, change is not good for you. I know, you see, I, I, what happens is I get very comfortable. You know, I feel like that's our studio and there's other people in there at the moment. So I'm, I know. Just, I'm walking by the window just glaring. <laughs> get out. <laughs> yeah, but we still kept our sides. Mm. You know, like like an old married couple. We did, yeah. It's kind of weird with the with the wall. Yeah, I know. You know. I just feel like it's really big. Yeah. You know. Do you feel like I, you have to fill it with your personality? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm being one of those divas. You really? know, it's just like, I just feel like the whole energy's off. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, Neve, can you just drive home to Carrick Fergus and then we'll come back tomorrow and do it all again? Uh, yeah, no. That would be better. No, um, no, that's not happening. Not even and, in a little bit. And also, we did spill water over everything. He's but using that's a protest. I just want to that's be protest. I want to be very clear. He's using the proverbial "we" here. I actually wasn't involved in that, except to stand Neve, there. Excuse me. We negotiate together. But <laughs> well, we're definitely going to pay that's for it together. I think that's the way this works. <laughs> we negotiate as a unit. Agony rants. Um, speaking of which, Neve. Speaking yes. of agony rants. Speaking of our. Wonderful show. Oh, it's a wonderful show. We did tease a couple of weeks ago. That we're going to have merchandise. That we're going to have merchandise. I know, I'm very yeah. excited. And we've just, well, I've just seen it. I don't let Neve, Neve doesn't have approval on anything. No. I just, <laughs> just like Neve, it's all approved. <laughs> I go, you see, I, this is the level of trust I have. I can, do, I can do our signature, it's fine. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I've seen, uh, I've seen the totes. The design for the totes, they're very nice. Totes, you know, like the totes. It's so weird, right? You know, you use that word quite casually, I and love I a don't tote. never say the word tote because I always think of a supermarket box, really, <laughs> rather than a bag. Yeah. Why? I have no idea. Because <laughs> I'm a Sarah. I don't know. You would. We just call them bags in our day. No, no it's a tote. Needs. Sorry, a tote. A tote. It's a. It's a. It's a. You know, it's a bougie tote. It's really nice and and it has like um, a bougie do- tote. They, they look great. They do okay. look great. And, and actually, Julie from the office upstairs. Yeah, she's she, ordered she re- she, she hasn't ordered any now, but, <laughs> but don't worry, I'll make them order. Yeah. Um. I. Uh, she saw it. I was like, oh, that's brilliant. I was like, thank you, Julie. That's merch. Won't be cheap. <laughs> did she like it? She did like it. Yeah. 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 I think Good. they look great. Um. And. We are also have mugs. They oh look, yeah, but tell me really they have good. the do not disturb signs. We I ha- love the do not them. Disturb signs I'm definitely going to order yeah. them. They do look great. I know. And also, with the mug, as far as I know, the inside isn't white; it's coloured. Yeah, it's like it's like a slightly different colour to the actual. They look great. Oh, can't yeah. wait! Can't wait! It's decent merch, Neil. Amazing. So hopefully, by the time you this is out, it'll be available. They'll be viable. Yeah. So like just on socials, we'll post about it. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I will. I'll post about it. Yeah. <laughs> I will post at least once. <laughs> at least once about it. Neve will repost and give the wrong link. But look, it's grand. It's totally fine. <laughs> we are where we are. We're just glad she's here. I do not <laughs> we're just, represent we're, that remark. We're just, we're just, we're, we're just glad she's That's here. That's so unfair. So, and this week, now I've got an exciting week this week, right? Oh my gosh. Because I'm kind of running away. I know, but that, you know why? Why? I know why. Because it's your birthday. Yeah, it's my birthday. Yeah, but you know me and my birthday. I'm just like, it's just another day. I'm actually running away. I'm going away from my birthday. Are you? Where are yeah. you going? I have shows in Brighton. Well, oh. I had shows in Brighton. So okay. if you're listening to this, hopefully you were at the Brighton show. Right, okay. Um, one of them completely sold out. One of them not so much. completely unsold. <laughs> 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 I mean... You should have... You got greedy. I did. I mean, that, I, I think I think that... The number of people that like me in Brighton and the number of ticks that went on sale initially were just completely matched. <laughs> and then 
we put on a second night and everyone was like, absolutely not. That's not, That's the, way we do that carry on. not the way we do things in Brighton. <laughs> so anyway, I'll be there for two nights. One of the nights, I'll be more or less free. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then I'm going to uh, Vancouver for two <gasps> nights because Joanna's doing uh, Lega Prosecco over there. Oh, okay. And I'm, I have friends in Vancouver, so I'm going over to Vancouver and I'm just doing the two shows, Joanne and hanging out with my friends. I kind of feel, right? I kind of feel like you've just come back from Canada. I, yeah, it's the people I was at their wedding, but I didn't get to talk to them at their wedding. Oh, but well, that's what happened. You know, so we're just like, will I go back? <laughs> so myself. you went all the way there to, for, to see them get married, but you didn't actually speak to them? Well, no, I just did, you know, like at somebody's wedding, you don't get to chat. I know, so, so instead what you're going to do is go over now and work. Sleep on their couch. And work. Go through their stuff. <laughs> When they're working, you know, are you not staying in the same place? If I remember, it was quite an interesting place. No, I'm not going back. No, I'm not going back to the murder pit. No, yeah. I'm no, I'm staying with them. Uh, they, have a, they, have, they have a chair bed. Okay. So uh, yeah, sounds like a plan. Yeah, I'm going to stay on their couch. Amazing. Yeah, and just be, you know, that annoying presence when somebody comes to visit, and just like he's still here. <laughs> well, I just feel like you know, just do I something like different. It. Like you know, yeah, no, it is break nice. up the month. It is nice. I mean, you know, you you hardly ever travel. It's a good idea to do it. I know. <laughs> You're, you're no, I'm always flying, at I'm, home. I'm flying WestJet. Always at home. What is like, WestJet? West it's, it's like EasyJet? It's a cheap, it's, yeah, you wish it was EasyJet. <laughs> WestJet is like, the the last time I flew WestJet, right, I was at, I flew from Heathrow. I've never heard of it before in my life. It, I think it's a Canadian airline, but I think it's like the budget of the budget. Okay. Because I flew before out of uh, Heathrow. Do you right? have to kind of row to make the engine go? I around? swear to God, if, if they, like... I would imagine halfway through it, they'll ask you to do a round of drinks. Like, are there pedals like underneath your seats? I wouldn't be surprised, Neve. <laughs> it's cheap as chips. But what they do is, like, they don't feed you. Yeah, I, I'm nearly certain that's the one I was on. Well, it's 13 hours now, Neve. That's a long time. They don't feed you. And I remember the last time I went with them, uh, you weren't prepared. I flew to Vancouver, and I was in. I had been on a. I was on a shred at the time, Neve. I looked great. Right, I looked absolutely great. There wasn't an ounce of me, and. <laughs> I was sitting in the terminal in Heathrow and I thought, you know what? I've been good for months. I'm going to have a little binge. And I went to a vending machine and I got crisps, Snickers, you name it. Threw it all in my bag because uh, they started boarding. And halfway through the flight, I was like, when are we getting the meal? Like, uh, this is, tummy's mm. rumbling here. And turns out there was no meal. So thank God. And I was blessed that I had two, pa- two pa- packets of crisps and But you're organised now though. Yeah, I'll be organised now this time. Do you yeah. want me to make you a little pack lunch before no, you go? No, I, well, I'll be going from Brighton. Okay, I know. The other thing is that I land, like my flight lands at, it's due to land at five o'clock. So I fly Gatwick, Calgary, and then Calgary to Vancouver. But Calgary to Vancouver, I think it's only two hours. So when you say you're arriving at five o'clock, is it our time or their time? Their time. Okay, so their time. And that's tea time? That is. Or in five o'clock in the morning? Five (laughs) o'clock in the evening. Okay. But I'm on stage at eight. Oh, so, like, I'll be leaving at 11 o'clock in the morning. You better pray. London time. Nothing gets delayed. I know, I know. So, cause, but I can't go any earlier because of Sean Brighton the night before. This is the so one that nobody's going the, to? Yeah, no, this is, the one that, this is the one they're going to. They're, nobody's there on the Friday. Okay. For the love of God, please come on the Friday. But anyway, yeah. this will be out by then. So no oh, okay. Um, so what I'm doing is, after the show on Saturday mm-hmm. in Brighton, I'm getting an Uber to Gatwick, staying at Gatwick. Right, okay. Flight is at 11 o'clock the next morning. Right, but then it, I think it's 13 or 14 hours oh my God. of travelling. That would be brutal. And then, so my friend Alan and Darren, they're picking me up at the airport and we're going straight to the theatre in Vancouver. And like, hopefully I'll be there in time for everything. Okay. I, I reckon I'll be there for seven. Do you, do you have Worst case scenario, any idea of the stress levels you've just put upon me here now that I've been <laughs> no, <about yeah>. that. <laughs> <laughs> But it's grand because like Joanna's just like, Grant, yeah, be grand. <laughs> be grand. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Joanna's very chill. <laughs> She's very chill. Very chill. So yeah. So basically, I'll be having my birthday in Vancouver. With now, she won't have to pay you if you don't turn up. Joanna, so that's good. Yeah. Oh, your favorites. Nice. Favorites. Well, most of my favorites. Okay. Um, Neve, we have a follow up. Oh, and this is some follow up. <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> to lie. This follow up goes on for a this page and a half. Keeps going. Yeah. So strap in. Okay. Strap okay. In. Dear Garode and Neve, you know you're up shit creek when it's Neve giving the tough love and Garode softening the impact. Excuse me. Uh, well, it's true. <laughs> it's very true. <laughs> 
Strap in. Here's the update for the age gap love story. Oh, I remember this one. It lasted for a ridiculously intense and short six weeks. I actually vibrated on the anger about this the last time I was here. <laughs> I remember that. I have vague recollections, but I'll need an update. Okay. On reflection, my gut knew something was wrong. Obviously, I ignored it. I fixated on the age gap because I didn't think it was my place to comment on the actual issues. Ooh. Okay. So hold on. This was this was the woman, her partner had broken up with somebody. Yeah. But there was an age gap. There was like a good age gap between the two of them. Yes, there was. And she was, oh, she was, the age gap isn't a problem for me. The age gap isn't a problem for me. The age gap it was all isn't a problem for me. It was all about the age gap. Yes, it was all was clearly a problem for yes, her. Yes, and <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. It, uh, okay. but the age gap wasn't the only problem by, it, the, okay. by all accounts. Okay. So the issues being the lovely childless man, and she has childless in brackets, was one, one year or less out of a 20 year relationship. Two, had recently relocated from New York City to California. Three, he wasn't divorced, but assured me he and the ex-wife were separated and he had no contact with her. Well, we know this story. Okay. Okay. He wasn't a red flag. He was a fucking red brown. (laughs) (laughs) Nave. It's what it's written. It's written. Okay. Uh, He assured me he was over it and in a good mental spot to date. I thought, why not? Let's take it slow. Unfortunately, he had other ideas. His texting was 24-7 to the extent it was interrupting my work. Initially, I thought it was too much, but he seemed super attentive. So I thought maybe he just really liked me. He's a bit of a love bomber, that one. Uh, Within two weeks, he'd organised five dates, told me I would see the family farm one day, told his family about me, said we would tell the story of how we met in the future and made comments about our future children playing with our mutual friends' children. Wow. He said on multiple occasions he was a relationship man and not looking for a fuck buddy. Wow, it's all happening there. Um, I figured he was old enough to know what he wanted and understand his emotions. By week three, it was his birthday. I was meeting his four brothers, their wives and his closest friends, 30 people at his birthday party. By this stage, the brothers and wives were involved. I was briefed on what to do when I met the parents and extended family. No offence, but that's Uh, a big red flag for me. Um, We get to week four. His family love me and by then I'm obsessed with him. Then out of nowhere, he tells me he hasn't resigned from his job in New York City and he's considering going back to his job, despite previously saying he's resigned. Okay. He then shares how anxious he is. We're only halfway there. Strap in. Uh, At this stage, I should have walked away. Mm -hmm. The next day, Saturday, we have a chat. He's still extremely anxious slash distressed. I'm worried about him and ask if we should be dating, considering the place he's at. On Monday, he tells me he's officially quit the job in New York, but needs to think about us. Okay, so that was a long conversation on this Saturday. He thinks for two weeks. He continues to text and organise dates. He's all over the place and distant, but he is adamant in wanting to date me. By this stage, I'm practically climbing the walls but hiding it while trying to be supportive. Obviously, I'm a fool, but I like him. Two weeks later, we go to dinner. We bump into his buddies who I've not met. He doesn't introduce me. At dinner, he says his day was shite and that he nearly drove back to New York City. After a horrendous dinner, we begin to walk back to his place. Finally, he says he's ready to discuss us. He says he doesn't know what he can give me. He says we should be informal and casual and take things slow. But he wants to continue seeing me. Oh, God. Jeannie Mac. I ask what that looks like. He says he doesn't know. At this moment, I decide enough is enough. I pull the pin and end it. We both cry. Then the fucker. Then the fucker says he's been so distant because his ex-wife, who he doesn't talk to and is completely over, is refusing to talk to him. So he's feeling sad. As we part, I joke and say, I'll see him at the christening of our friend's child. He says he's never christened his kids. Then he asks my opinion. I say my children will be christened and that's it's one of my few non-negotiables. I feel we're into many different things going on yeah. here. Then he looks me dead in the eye and says, if it's important to my partner, I'll christen the babies, kisses me on the lips and puts me in an Uber. It's been six weeks. I drift between being devastated. I naively thought he would be the one wanting to kill him and just feeling sorry for him. Oh, and the best bit, I left my stuff at his before the breakup. I wasn't planning on dumping him. <laughs> when I got back to his, I discovered my his dog had eaten my glasses. 
Now I'm single and $300 out of pocket. I hope you and the listeners will see the funny side of this. I am too <sighs> sad, cross to laugh, but in time I will. Love your work. Oh my God. I'll, I'll tell you what has happened here, right? If you've actually hooked up with a sociopath. Yeah. Like this person is, like the, the one thing that you can take from this is you've broken up with somebody that lied to you consistently. You just have to be grateful that it only cost you $300. Yeah. I mean, he used her oh, for oh. a start. Like he used her as also you were uh, a trophy girlfriend oh, that no. he brought to, to show off in front of all his brothers and sisters. Look, I'm going out with this hot girl who's younger than me. You know, uh, yeah, well, things are really good for me despite my marriage breaking no. up. And all he did was lie to you all the way through. And to the, to the, to the actual end point of him saying I'd never I'd never christen my kids and then if it was important to my partner I'd christen my babies it's like what is this man on he's a love bomber he's a narcissist he is a narcissist he's giving you he's making you ride the roller coaster because he's enjoying that experience yeah. and don't fool yourself any different that's yes. exactly what's happening here yeah so learn move on for God's sake do not go back delete the number be grateful you got out with it with just the glasses yeah. broken. Because I tell you, you could have had a lot more broken. Do you know what, do you know what I don't understand, right? Mm. People his age, right? Yeah. When they break up with somebody, the way it affects men and the way it affects women is so wildly different. Right. Because women become vulnerable, nervous, hurt. Mm-hmm. And men seem to go on this journey where they think that they are this great big prize to be reclaimed. And that anyone, you know, and that anyone that they should show affection to should be just glad of it. It's it's really weird. Yeah, but no, it depends on who breaks up with who, you know. And the thing about this is it's quite difficult how this is all set up. But he is putting you into a space that you don't need to be in. Run, run, run. Be grateful. Yeah. Accept the loss of the glasses or send him a bill. No, don't. Don't have any interaction don't have with this man. Don't have anything to do with him. And the thing about Delete it is... Delete him from your life. Everything about this man is charming, mm. likeable. And what you need to do is you need to frame, reframe that. Oh. Like this gazing into your eyes and saying, if it's important to my partner, I'll yeah. christen my children. That bullshit. What you need to do is you need to reframe that from somebody who's lovable and intense and deeply available to you. You need so to change not. that to somebody who's absolute sleazeball. No, no. Total smarmy because all of that smarm is just, he's piling smarm on top of lies. This is a controlling personality. Ugh. There's so much controlling personality going on. He wants to see how easy it is to control you. And, you know, he knows exactly the buttons to press. I'm telling you. I'm trying you. to think if I've ever had that. Oh, yeah, I have. I, I, yeah, you have, have you? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. No, no, nobody's ever really shown me that level of interest, to be honest. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. People have never been. <laughs> I'll christen my kids if that's... People have never given... No. no, no. I've never been paid lip service to, Neve. No, no, but it's, it's not... It doesn't always come in that form, but this is exactly what it is. This is somebody coming to the space and going... I'm going to give you all that you need and then I'm going to take it away from you to see how much you're going to run after me to come back and get it. That's very astute. No, that is exactly what's happening here. He's He bombards you for weeks and puts you in a place where you think, oh my gosh, you know, I'm going to devastate this man if I leave, if I leave him. So, and then that makes you feel important and wonderful and that you're in control of the situation. And then he's going to pull back enough to see how far and how quickly you'll follow him to where you are. And that is all controlling behaviour. Run, 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 run. Nice. It doesn't always come exactly like that, but that's exactly you're what it is. You're on fire. I know, but it's true. I recognise it. Ugh. And, you know, the other thing, people who do that only do it to strong people because it's more of a prize. So you are strong enough to go, I'm done with this. Leave. Don't have any more with this situation. And make, if, you, if it makes you feel better, go, this is for your own good. <laughs> but actually, this he has more difficulties than you have. So be glad of that and go and get a new pair of glasses, like a really fabulous new pair of glasses. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, you will feel so much more empowered if you do that. This person is only wanting to mess yeah. with you because it makes him feel better. Do you know what I will say about this? This is something that only happens once. Oh, yeah. yeah I think you only let this happen to you once. Yeah. Because it's just so cruel. Like from start to finish, it's so cruel. But this you have to remember the lies. I'm going to tell you, 
this is something that only happens to you once if you learn, if you yeah. recognize it. I'm telling you now, this can happen to you 50 times in your life if you don't actually recognize See, it for what it is. I'm sorry, I'm up on my box now. Yeah. And I know I was very, I was very tough with you the last time. I'm going to tell you, I'm all for you. Just if if you are getting red flags, you are just run. <laughs> run. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there were some clues. No, there are. Well, you see, the thing about it is, I like I when somebody does that to me, <laughs> like oh God, it's been years. I, I hope I never, like God, I hope to God I never have to fall in love again. Oh God, no, it's really difficult because it's really hard to know. And to be fair to him, in one sense, you could look at it and say, right, he's been twenty years in a relationship. It's a very long thing to extricate yourself. We don't know if they have kids or whatever. It's, it doesn't. No, really... he said they didn't. Right. Okay. So all of those things. Twenty years in a relationship, and he's coming out of it, which he's clearly not completely out of. But whether he is or not, doesn't make any difference. It is quite difficult, especially in today's market, because we there's so many new words and new ways. But in the also, end of it all, all of his behaviour is controlling. So that's nothing to do. With why is he? Gonna... Why is he telling you? Oh, my wife won't talk to me. It's like, yeah, your wife that you left. Yeah, I know. It's not It's not a thing. What God. have you got to talk to your wife about? Exactly. If there's no kids. It's like, yeah, I mean, what's your story? Well, I'm being an absolute bollocks to this girl I just met. <laughs> See how amazing I am. Look yeah. at this young girl. Take a leaf out of her book. It, the other question is, is he using you to make her jealous? Probably. So I'm just saying. I mean, he definitely used her. He definitely mm. paraded her in front of his family. Yeah. Um, just so that all of his brothers could go, God, he's but doing well. But not his friends. Well, the thing about it is, the thing about it is your friends know you. Yeah. Your friends know exactly what your game is. Yeah, yeah. Your family, you know, with family, there's a bit of a performance going on. Oh. There is, like. Yeah. Because, like, with your, with your friends, they're the ones that, you know, you don't go out in the poll with your brothers and sisters. Well, not usually. You know, <laughs> you know, but, like, with your friends, they're, like, they know your game. Yeah, they know no. your They know your relationship That's history. Very they know, you know. Yeah, very true. I did go out with somebody like this. Did you? Yeah. I'm just thinking back now. Really? I did, yeah. And what did they make you do? He was a maniac. Oh. But it was just, like. But exciting. Yeah. It's a very like exciting madly because you're in love, and then you run the roller not. coaster, and, yeah. and you think, "Oh my god, this is what love oh, is about." Oh, I ran the roller coaster. Yeah. And oh, I mean, me and a roller coaster, Neve. I'm going on twice. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm like, I've been on this roller coaster many times, but I just don't feel I've been hurt enough. <laughs> but that, yeah, that's exactly what it is, yeah. and you know, it's the same drive for him. He was and crazy. For you. You're going through the whole gamut of emotions and all in the space of six weeks. Jesus, if it's hard at the beginning, you know, everything at the beginning should be fabulous and lovely and exciting, but not scary. Yeah, not scary like this. this. That's yeah, that's yeah, yeah. very controlling behaviour. And if he can make you go through that uh, roller coaster in six weeks, imagine what he can do to you in a year. In a lifetime, yeah. He'll be like, wrecked. Somebody got away from him. Yeah, run away. Attention, Agnorance listeners, I am on tour. I am Still. on tour. Glamour Hammer is running until March. Wow. Um, I'm having a great time. I started back in September and uh, I actually really, I didn't realise how much I missed it. I will be at the Everyman in Cork on the 20th of October. Oh, so nice. Yeah, it's a nice place. And then I will be, uh, let me see, then I'm in Nace on the 2nd oh, at the Moat Theatre. the Moat. 2nd of November. Theater, yeah. Then I am in Sligo at the Hawkswell on the 3rd. Nice. Castle Bar, the TF Royal on the 4th and then the INEC in Killarney on the 5th. I don't know who planned that. That's but right. That is four days of absolute hell. <laughs> so you really enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> Who planned that? Do you have a chauffeur? Nate, you have a Sligo, Castlebar and Killarney. Nice. In four nice. days? Castlebar. Oh, that's not bad. Oh, the arse is going to be numb. <laughs> the only hard journey really is from Castlebar to Killarney. To Killarney. That's, that's yeah. going to be a nightmare. I've done it. It's fine. Anyway, uh, I'd love you to be there. <laughs> particularly, particularly at Killarney one, I'm sure I'll be in great form. <laughs> Killarney promises to be <laughs> um, very exciting. Also, in the new year, uh, I, I'll be doing more UK dates. So I'm doing a uh, Museum of Comedy in London on the 20th of January. Wow. Then I'm in the Attic of in Southampton, I think on the 25th of January. In the Attic? That's, the that's attic in a bit ominous. <laughs> I'd be a bit worried Big about room. that. <laughs> um, I'll have another Vicar Street on the 9th of February and then we'll be plugging in dates. I know there's the Mullingar Arts Centre, there's Longford, there's... 
care. Wow. A few more. And then there's um, the, the Alienster ban. Anyway, this should be all on sale by the time this comes out. Yeah, brilliant. Um, but yeah, anyway, come along. We'd love to see you. And also, if you want to say hello after the show, just have somebody get me. Mm. I don't do what Neve does. Neve walks out and anyone that wants a selfie can come up. I, you know, I, unless, unless I'm requested to go out the back door. I don't always do that. <laughs> Neve, you do. You're very kind to your fans. Well, sometimes I, you see, because like the diva that I am, I just swan yeah, in five just, minutes before the gig and I park just, just outside the door. <laughs> and so I have to go out the front to get back to my car. That's what happens. Neve pulls up out front across three disabled spaces. <laughs> I'm an artist. <laughs> Tragically true. Um, <laughs> Yourofferly.com if you want to get tickets or you can go through the links in my Insta bio. Listener, Listener. we have been nominated yes, in the Irish Podcast Awards. It's very exciting. For Best Comedy Podcast. Now, I think the jury picked that. Nothing we can do. No. It, what will be will be. Que sera, sera, as I always say. As Dara says. As we always say. <laughs> However, we are also nominatable or votable for on the Listener's Choice Award. Now, we were also we were also votable on the British Podcast Awards. We didn't hear. <laughs> we can only assume that didn't go well. Okay. Um, however, it would be lovely. Even if, I mean, we probably won't win Best Comedy Podcast. No, probably we not. We probably won't win. And, uh, I mean, we I'll should. tell you what we're doing. We're walking out, Neve. We're doing an Eddie Murphy at the Oscars. No, Do you remember when he not. lost Best Supporting Actor? He got up and walked. And walked. <laughs> walked publicly. As Joanne and Vogue go up to get the best company. <laughs> I'll just say, this is a disgrace. <laughs> so we're walking out, Neve, and we're going straight to McDonald's. Okay, if you say so. Yeah. McDonald's. However, <laughs> what would be lovely would be if we, you know, got shortlisted for the um, Listener's Choice Awards. Oh, so would be this great. is listener power. Okay, so you have the opportunity now to support us and to have your say. I mean, if you don't fancy, you know, paying money to subscribe to us, then maybe you just vote for us. Yeah. I mean, either way, you should feel absolutely horrible about yourself and be trying to support us whatever way you can. Oh, no, girl. So please do. We would be so appreciative. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Neve, we are just reminding our listeners that our podcast is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Yes, we're very excited about that. And we're pausing to tell you about that because mm. if you can, we would love you to support us on Headstuff Plus. Mm-hmm. You can subscribe to Headstuff Plus by going over to headstuffpodcast.com forward slash register because we are nothing from this show, Neve. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. If you pledge five euros a month to us, you will get, in return, access to Headstuff Plus, which has all of the bonus content from all of the other shows on the Headstuff Podcast Network, but it also, Neve, has our show, Vintage Rants. I know. It's so good. I love it. It is really I have fun. to say it's my favorite. It's I, really I actually prefer Vintage Rants Stop to that. Agony Rants. Stop I do. I love that. it. It's Stop just so good. Stop saying that. It upsets me. It's better than me. Agony Rants. Um, so go over and listen to it. There are now two episodes online, mm-hmm. and we absolutely love it. I disagree that we don't get paid to do this. Neve gets paid. We get paid in karma and love and devotion. Yeah, that's the sort of bullshit that has Neve poor. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't exactly power my car, but I'm just going to say. <laughs> Neve is too accepting. <laughs> I Know The Face is a movie podcast on the Headstuff Podcast Network, hosted by me, Stephen Porzio. And me, Andrew Carroll. Our show is all about character actors, the type of performers you'll see pop up in supporting roles in blockbusters, the type of people you know the faces but not the names. Each episode we pick one particular character actor and discuss a couple of their movies, shining a light on the performer's career while giving listeners plenty of movie recommendations. So the show is a must for cinema lovers. Subscribe to I Know That Face wherever you get podcasts and follow us on Twitter at I Know That Face P1. Hi, Garode and Neve. I love the podcast and Garode, I've seen you three times this year. Also once in Panty Bar Passing. 
May, passing through maybe I'm a stalker at this stage no okay. offence I think I've been in Panty Bar more than you <laughs> so what the hell well I think I've been in Panty Bar maybe three times in the past five years wow. and one of the times I was filming anyway we have a problem someone was filming you clearly I'm trying to think of when I was in Panty Bar doesn't matter um, anyway we have a problem I would consider myself a good friend. I'm in my 30s and part of that is celebrating other friends' life events, e.g. marriage, birthdays, christenings, child birthdays, etc. Mm-hmm. And the extra mile would be going to meet friends who have kids in their home out of convenience for them. Fair play to you now. That is a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Fair play to you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have no children myself and I don't plan to. So whenever I plan something like my birthday, celebrations or a comedy gig, uh, people commit but can't turn up then can't turn up last minute. I take it personally at first and then talk myself down by saying life gets in the way sometimes. It can't be helped. I feel this is a running theme with a few friends and although our lives are very different, I recently had a major life event to celebrate and again, that old story of yes, I'll be there to oh, maybe I can to I can't go. I feel like a plague asking them to do stuff, nearly knowing the outcome already. I'd genuinely bet my house on the predicted outcome but have been good for, they have been good friends to me in the past and I know if I really needed them they would be there but it's sad that they can't be there for the things that are important to me I'm at the height of it at the moment and I will eventually calm down but now how do I handle this as a calm normal person I'd love to hear your thoughts you're asking Garode as a calm normal person oh, you see <laughs> Have you any le- idea of the level of trauma that's about this? This really upsets me. Right. Come on then. What's your Because say? I feel like what happens is, right, people, like people's lives, they move at different paces. And I think it's do. very sad when your friends do. Yeah. Because people get different priorities and, the, and the, the sad reality is if you're friends with somebody and then they have kids, you shift down a little bit in the priorities. Well, yeah. And that's just the way it works. Like, it, and it is really, really sad. I think if they're your friends, you can say to them, hey, I'm doing something. It's important. It's This one's important. It's my birthday. It's my whatever it is. I'd really love you to be there. Yeah. And I know you've had to cancel a couple of times, but I'd really love it if you could be there. I'd really, you know. Mm-hmm. And of course things happen. You know, because that's like life happens. Life gets in the way. With yeah, all but of this babysitters stuff. are a real thing. Yeah, but babysitters are a real thing. Mm-hmm. And I think that what's happening is, right, Dolly, is probably being a little bit nice to everybody. You're too accommodating. Yeah. And you're and you're saying things like, um, I got a book to go to see this. You know, do you want to come? Yeah, it'll be great. It'll be great. Yeah. And uh, and they say things like, oh, I, you know, I hope the kids, the other, you know, the kids, the situation, blah, blah, blah. And then what you say is, oh, it's grand. If it's cancel, cancel, you know. So you're, yeah. You're given, like, I think, and, and I've been in that situation before because, you know, our friends mm. have kids, but you, what happens is you automatically feel like you have to give an out. And, and, yeah. and, and a lot of the time you do. But every so often there'll be just something that comes up. That's important. That you can just, it's mm. okay to say, I'd really love it if yeah. we could do this because, yeah. you, you know, you've had to cancel a couple of times and I totally understand it, it's grand, but it'd be nice if we could just do one thing. Yeah, it's difficult actually because what happens is um, you're great friends with someone and then their life changes, right? So their yeah. priorities are different. And more importantly, their experiences are different to yours. So what you have in common has slightly shifted. Yeah. doesn't mean that you're not friends anymore, but you may shift back in space. And But what happens is you constantly go on to them and you think you're not asking much and you're and you're not. Right. You're definitely yeah. not. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. The thing about it is, Dolly, what you're doing is you're giving them too many get out of the clay you know, get out of jail cards. Stop asking them. And yeah. I mean this in the nicest possible way. Mention it in passing. We we had friend groups and we worked slightly different hours and we're still great friends with them. But a couple of friends of mine and I, my, my uh, close friend and all, what we do is we make the plan. We say when we're doing it and whoever wants to come, comes. That's the end of the conversation. You can't put pressure on people to do things the reality is they should be making more priority for you, but maybe their head's not in it at the minute. They may come back to it. They may not. Unfortunately, that's a really difficult thing to accept, Dolly. But I'm going to tell you 100% you are worthy of your friends and you will find other friends. The stop worrying about that. I think I can understand why you're hurt because you're actually putting expectation on someone who probably doesn't have the same expectation. Completely. You know, it's not fair to you or them to keep doing that. 
you know, and I think you're not beyond the realms of to say to them. I think I totally agree with you when you say if something's really super important to you, you go to them and you say, give them plenty of notice because with kids you have to. But you say, this is really important to me and I would really love you to be there. Well, the other side of it is before they had kids, the idea of them organising something and showing up and then having people cancel on the night. Mm. That's just not good enough. No, it like, isn't. Like they would crack up. Like that yeah. is that's that's sad, and and it, and it shadows the whole night, and it's something you've been looking yeah. forward to, and then you're annoyed. So what I would say is the other thing that happens as well, and we we talked about this yeah. a few episodes ago, yeah. is people at the moment for some reason are very unwilling to say no. Oh, I know they're so bad at it. And it, and like, I think I'm we good. have to. What we have to do is we have to be more accepting of someone saying no. If somebody says no, that's totally fine. Can you meet me for coffee? No. But if you say to somebody, can you meet me for coffee and they don't reply? Yeah, that's, that's, or, go, yeah, it's difficult. Or they say, yeah, and then cancel on the day. Yeah. What you prefer is somebody to go, can't do it, love to, but can't do it. Another time. And what, what you need, all need to do is, I think, be more accommodating with a no. Yeah. You know, a no is, is great. Uh, not replying is that person's asked you to go for coffee. And you've said no, so they're waiting on your answer and they could ask other people to go for coffee yeah. because they obviously want to go for coffee. Yeah, no, we did have that conversation. We had a conversation about this. And you're completely this. right. But the thing about this, Dolly, is I don't think, I don't, I understand why you're cross about this because you feel that, that you're losing your friends. Yeah. But you're not losing your friends. What's happening is the dynamic between the two of you have changed. And that's natural and proper and that's okay. But it doesn't mean you'll never spend time with them. They just yeah. don't have the same time. And th- and that's the simple truth about it because their focus is elsewhere. And that doesn't mean they don't love you. They don't care. But you, exactly. you're within your rights to go, um, I need you to say yes. And, you know, um, but listen to them when they say yes or no. I mean, yeah. this is the problem. I think what you're probably sometimes happens, not you necessarily, Dolly, but what I'm saying is people sometimes say, yeah, maybe, or yes, I'd love to do that. But unless they say, here's the money, I'm coming. Don't yeah. count on it. A couple of years ago, right, mm. I went through this, weir- like it was a weird phase, kind of sad. Mm. I, Aww. yeah, what's that? Look at your little face. How could you no, be sad? I don't want you I, to be sad. So basically what happened was I, a lot, load of my friends within a short space of time all emigrated. Like I would say Oh yeah. You know, like my, my friends in Canada, Alan and Darren, they moved. Yeah. Um, you know, Alison El- Eleanor Chris. Like Yeah, there was a whole There yeah. was a whole exodus. Maeve, Higgins yeah. left for New York. Um and then I guess the then the cruncher was one of my best mates died. Yeah. She was anyway. Um so That's big. It was. It was all it was very sad. But the thing that I noticed was that I was like, oh my God, there is this massive gap where all these friends used to be. Did, did you feel like you were being left behind in some way? Yeah, a little bit, but it was more that I felt I have to... Fill it. I have to, yeah, to fill that gap. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm still friends with all of them. They're all still very good friends and I'm I see them all the time and they come stay yeah, with yeah. me and I'm going yeah. to, you know. But it, there was just like this kind of landmine that went off in about the space of about mm-hmm. 18 months where I was like, holy shit, my whole friend group is decimated. Yeah. But... I was able to, like, one of the things I did was I just started to meet people for coffee that I liked. Yeah. Like, just, like, casual acquaintances. Yeah. And now I would say, like, the friends that I've made in the past five years, I mean, are ride or dies, like. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, they're absolute, like... I know, because sometimes you move senders. past where you're, you know, where your commonality, you know. Yeah, like... Uh, and and well, well, it doesn't I guess lessen how you feel about the person. It just... It just means that what you're doing together is slightly different. Yeah, but and I guess like what I'm trying to say about that is I think what happens is we make friends at a certain point in our life and mm. we feel like that this is the core friend group forever and there's nobody that will ever, you know, say, for example, my oldest friends that I was in school with, John yeah. and Kevin. Yeah. And you kind of think, well, there'll never be anybody... To match them. To match them. But in actual fact, there will be. Yeah. Because it, like just making friends just is... It, it's 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 just like a practice. You just practice making friends. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you find after a couple of years of being friends with somebody that you're thick as thieves. Yeah, I know. And I, I think it is definitely about that. I mean... The, really, and you're not betraying anyone. No, Dolly, what you really need to look at now is who is it that is turning up? You're too busy worrying about the people who are not turning up. Who is turning up? Exactly. 
I have friends who I'm the best of friends with. And the second we sit in together in the space, it's like we've never left each other. But it could be months that it's since yeah. I've seen them. You know, so, so I think realistically, you have to look at this a little differently, Dolly. But if it's really super important to you that somebody's there, you've got to be very clear to them. I think what you should do is, what I this is what I did at the time when right I was again. like, okay, girl, Operation Friends. Um, <laughs> is, <laughs> is that the time is, you started ringing me a lot? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I seem to recall that. It's like me if you're old. Hey, we haven't spoken yeah, it wasn't long before we did the COVID um, thing. <laughs> but like, but what you could do is you could start, pick a couple of, take an hour on a Sunday. Yeah. And go, okay, who, who am I not full friends with that I like? Yeah, that I enjoy. That I enjoy, company I really enjoy. And then just text me, do you want to go for coffee? Yeah. And, 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 on the Sunday, j- just make sure between the Sunday and the Monday, make sure that you're going to go for a coffee with one person that week. Yeah, it's brilliant. And you can just do it. And I mean, that's like, I'm not ashamed to say that's what I did. No, but it's a really good um, thing. And actually, in a weird way, it's, it's all right to look at your life and your friendships and what's br- who's bringing the joy, who's not bringing the joy. And it doesn't mean that you don't love them or that they can't bring the joy again, maybe when things change again for them. The, the, you know, what it means is that at this moment, this is what you need from friendship yeah. and, and what they need from friendship is different. And so, you know, it, you don't have everyone doesn't have to be doing everything all the time together. And you've got to have a good broad set, group of friends because, as you say, it can change at any given moment. They could exactly. leave, you know, and, and, and things can happen. They could all get together and plan a mass emigration. They could. I, you, I'd be looking more at why okay. that happened specifically at one time. <laughs> Good. That's that's another. Well, day. I try to, I try not to take it personally, no, you did but very I do. Well. You did very but well. I do. You do. Yeah, I know. Neve, we have another problem. I and love it's it. on the same theme. Oh, okay. Dear Garod and Neve, I love the podcast. I've been listening for a couple of months and really do, uh, and you really do what you say on the tin. Every Monday, you put me in good form. I'm writing this while I'm quite angry, so I hope I don't come across as a bit of a dick. Okay. We love a dick. Yeah, we, yeah well. I mean, <laughs> that wasn't what I meant. <laughs> and it sort of was. <laughs> it's not wrong. But, anyway. <laughs> but you know. Anyway, oh my gosh. Uh, okay, you're definitely in good form now, I'd say. I am a single woman in my 30s and I have been best friends with my friend Rebecca since we were in college. Rebecca is married and has two small kids. Ten months ago, Rebecca's sister died tragically. Oh, God. Oh, I'm really sorry to hear that. It was very hard on her and we all rallied around her. Her sister has a dog. Okay. And it has stayed with Rebecca since. Ah, okay. Even though she doesn't really need a dog and she has a lot on. Anyway, the dog (laughs) remains. Anyway, the dog remains. And Rebecca is stressed out permanently. Okay. Yesterday, she's called me out of the blue because they are going to Portugal for a week and the dog sitter has fallen through and she has asked me to look after her dog for a week. I feel like I do a lot for her already, but I couldn't say no. Oh dear. Uh, She lives half an hour away, so I have to do this journey for seven days. Okay. She was very grateful and embarrassed to be asking, but she didn't know what she would do if I couldn't help. I didn't feel like I had a choice. There is a part of me that feels she wouldn't ask me to do this if I wasn't single and this annoys me. I will probably regret sending this, but what do you think? Should I have a talk with her when she comes back? What do you think? Mary, not my real name. Now, I know by that face something's coming. Do you want to go first or will I? Um, I've thoughts. You go. You go first. I'm trying to find a way because I know, like, the idea of the show is that we will support you with your problem no matter what. But like, Mary, come on. What? Get a grip. Her her sister died. Yeah. And whether or not her sister dies. If your friend rings you and said, will you look after my dog for a week and going to Portugal? You go, yeah. Yeah. Because that's what friends do. Yeah. No, it's true. It's true. That's... I know, <laughs> I know. I know. Here's, here's, here's what this I think. This is not an ask. No, I know. There's a couple of things I want to say about this, right? Mary, I think this is actually more than the dog. <laughs> There's obviously other things that have been I, happening. All I can hope for, <laughs> the only thing we redeem is that you're in the middle of a psychological breakdown. As <laughs> because this, No, but this I think this is a really mean letter. I think it's really mean spirited. Oh, no. I do. Maybe she doesn't like dogs. Maybe she's afraid of but, dogs. But, like, 
there's a few things, right? Let's let's have a look at this, right? Yesterday she called me out of the blue. Or like her sister died ten months ago, but you're apparently your best friend and it's out of the blue. Maybe the brand. it might be you know, the offer of the dog is out of the blue, right? Come on, come on. Give her the I just, give I, just her some feel, credit I just feel like that if you are friends with somebody and and they, they land in a hole, who do you ask for help? You ask your friends. Yeah, you do. You do. It, I will say this, right? And maybe this will help you a little bit, Mary. When my mother-in-law died, she had a dog, right, uh, Annie, and she was beautiful, beautiful wee dog, um, although slightly incontinent and half blind. <laughs> oh, Mary, I, f- I feel like you've really met your match. <laughs> so I'm just going to say this, right? At the time, the dog was living with us anyway because the mother had, you know, Maureen had been in for a while in hospital, and we looked after Annie. And there were, but I was very aware that this is my husband's mother's dog, and there's a kind of a. There was an emotional attachment. It, you know, it feels like it's important to look after the dog because, you know, it represents somebody, you know, it's a breathing, living thing that represents the person who's gone. And that's difficult. Yes. That is difficult because it's a different relationship that you have with it. Now, to be fair, Annie lived with us for two and a half years. And in the end, when I had to put her to sleep, I was dreading telling Paul, you know, that evening when he came home because she was very sick at the end. And I mean, she was quite old and difficult and he said that must have been very hard for you Neve. Um so I, he wasn't as connected <laughs> as I thought he was to the dog. Anyway, but uh, but what I'm saying that must is very you were just mopping the floor I, down there. <laughs> you know, I'd gone through two years of incontinence. No, but you know, but the but the point is, right, emotionally you're connected to this dog because in a weird way that dog was emotionally connected to your sister the person that you've lost. So there is this is more, she's actually given you something quite precious to look after here. Whether she's stressed, whether she's investing in this dog or not, this dog represents her sister in more than you know. More than you know. Of right? course. Yeah, yeah. So, but, but I feel like, I feel like even if the dog doesn't represent her sister, even if it's just your friend's dog. I know. I feel like, what's, what's the point of having friends if you can't Yeah, but the you, bare minimum but, of them? But it, it sounds to me like there's probably more being asked because she says, if I wasn't single, she wouldn't be asked me to do this. Right. So is it possible that she's getting asked to do a lot of things? You know, she lives half an hour away. She's getting asked to do a lot of things. And maybe she feels she's, do, she's getting asked to do a lot of things because she's single. And, and that's a whole other issue. And we know that. Right. You know, in the sense that sometimes as a single person, people assume that you have no life <laughs> or or, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, of course. I, I, you and know, I, and I, so I, there I is totally element, understand that, you know. Although she's not giving us any information, so it's hard. It's yeah. hard to make it. No, no, I, I mean, get maybe that. I'm being too harsh. No, yeah, I know. I get that. But and I'm ju- trying to. I just feel like that when you've got mates, it's like, yeah, I'm not saying that it's easy. No, it's but, not. But I, I'm just saying what you're being asked for is an hour a day. Yeah, but the other thing for seven days, I will say this, Mary, that your friend trusts you with some some somebody who's precious to her. It's very precious to her. Yeah, yeah. And actually, this is uh, more than you think going on here. So if you feel I mean, you're in your rights to say, I can't do that. You know, you can't do that. You can actually say that, but... But I think in this circumstance, you've said yes, accept, but then maybe in the future, find a way to say, if you you feel unhappy with what she's asking you to do, find a way to say, actually, I'm afraid I can't do that because, you know, or some way of saying no. It's okay to say no. It's what we were talking about. Oh, yeah, it's totally okay. It's okay to say no. I mean, but, you know, the reality is if you said yes to this now, so try not to be angry about it. But I I also think it's really nice. Like, I think when you're when your friends ask for something and you and you can do it, I think I I just think enjoy that really nice feeling that you get. And I think to be fair, it is possible Mary will feel that way eventually, but she just (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying very hard here. Come on, bro. Come on. but like, you know, really. Like your friend, like, look at it this way. Right. Your friend rang you, she was in a flap, her dog sitter cancelled. Yeah, that's that's she's tough, going like, to scary. she's going to Portugal. She's wondering what she can do about it. And yeah. you were the one that was able to go. Yeah, no problem. I know. Take the, it's off your plate. You should really feel really good about that. Look at this woman who is now probably getting her first break with her kids. Yeah, after a horrible after time. After losing her sister. You know, you're giving her one of the best gifts she can give her. And I <laughs> I'm begrudging her to the last <laughs> second. No, <of> it. <laughs> no, you just need to flip it in your head a little bit. Here. Yeah. And I think I think you'll be OK. I mean, I think it's OK to feel a bit hard done by because it is possible there were other people she could have asked. But maybe what she asked you was 
because you're our not best because friend. you were single, but because you know that you will look after the baby, best friend. Her, the baby that she, you know, this lovely dog who she re- relates to her sister, you know, and that's important to her. For you, we're Mary. done. You've had your answer, Mary. <laughs> <laughs> and, now, and by all means, read me one. Yeah, like do. like give out to me in a follow up, but like you know, I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, no. You're either friends or you're not. Ah, gross. No, but I really believe that. I like. It. Anyway, maybe I'm. I'm Would you take my dog if I asked? Of course, I take your dog. I know. Wouldn't take our kids. I know. <laughs> I never asked you for that. The attitude. Never, no. <laughs> They're so over you. <laughs> Listen, Mary. Care for look, me. <laughs> you know, go enjoy the dog for the week. Do whatever yeah. you need to do, and and know that you're giving such well, a great exactly. gift to your friend. Feel great about it. That's yeah. what you should like when your friend asks you to do something like that. You should feel great about it. Yeah, and you're not a dick. Right? I love I love it when my friends ask me to do things like that. I know. Now, I know it's different for me because I've loads of time during the day. I'm well aware that's different. Mm-hmm. But, but do you ever think that sometimes people take advantage of that? No. No. Because you don't mind. Well, maybe. I, Are you I, able I, to say no? I'm not really able to say no. No. But I don't mind that. No. I like, know. I'm, I mean, I'm a, I think I'm able to say no when it counts. Yeah. And I think, Mary, that's, you know, I, I will say to you, it's okay to say no. It is okay to say no. It yes. is okay to say no. And maybe that's, maybe that's what you need to do. But I, but yeah. I think, to be honest... I think Mary's problem is that she feels the whole world is going, look at old single Mary. I know. And that's not true. And also you need to reframe that as well. Like, yeah, because... Because you're hello? single. You're having a life. Yeah. <laughs> There's a life out there to be lived. I know. There's a whole load of people that have, are unridden that have yet to be ridden. Bring that's the, way you need the to look dog at to the dog park. You meet some... Fantastic now people in the dog park. You never know. Dogs Use are your great opportunities. Reframe your thinking. I'm telling you, you know, this could be a big opportunity for you, Mary. I just want to say I love all our listeners. <laughs> I thought I did too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um it's been wonderful to talk to you. Oh, so good. So good. It's been so lovely. Oh, um, no. We have a brand new episode of Vintage Rants. It's out, it came out last Thursday yeah. and it's called um, But We're, we're in Love. love. Uh, it's on Vintage Rants. It's Vintage Rants. It's on Headstuff Plus. If you're not a member, you can subscribe on headstuffpodcast.com forward slash register. Yeah. And remember to support us and only us. Only us. Your whole five euro goes to the Agony Rants camp. Yeah. Please. Thank you very much. I mean, if you, you want to give us more, you can. Don't support anyone else in the Headstuff no. Plus network. No. Absolutely not. Um, and we will chat to you next week. <laughs> Not sure that's the spirit of the. I but you know, we are where we are. Unashamed begging. I'm in a really funny <laughs> form today. Why, why not quite? You know. I'm stressed. Oh, what am I going to have to do? I'm going to have to bed. Take a big three volume. <laughs> <laughs> we'll chat to you next week. Bye. Bye. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com. If you want to support this podcast and get a full ad-free episode, sign up to Headstuff Plus. 